0: Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziglar wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Today's podcast is more like listening in on a conversation with Zig. He speaks from his heart about how to bring lasting significance to your life. Let's listen to Zig. So many times people who've achieved a degree of success, particularly, I'm speaking now in the financial world, but who have a life, the rest of which is absolutely in shambles, they often wonder, is there any hope for me? What can I do? What can we say to this individual that would encourage them to, after they've hit that particular wall, to start all over? Well, first of all, let me remind that individual uh, that success is not a destination, it is a journey. And, you know, uh, I've always enjoyed certain aspects of life. I like to eat, for example, and I like just about everything. But let me point out that while ice cream used to be my very favorite food to eat, I mean, I could eat that stuff three times a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'll guarantee you, if that's all I ate, three times a day— For 365 days, I would weigh about 700 pounds, among other things. But I'd be absolutely miserable, and I'd be so tired of ice cream, you couldn't pay me ever to try it again. Would you believe that people who have only money feel the same way about life itself? So how do you take that step? How do you make the shift? Well, first of all, remember you at exactly the right age to make the move that will literally change your life. And I don't care what your age is. I so vividly remember the lady who called in to me on a talk show, and she said, Mr. Ziegler, she was almost crying. She said, I'm 53 years old. I've never done anything in my life, and it's too late now. It's all over. What can I do? And I asked her again. I said, ma'am, how old did you say you were? She said, I'm 53, and it's too late now. I said, ma'am, as a matter of fact, you're just a spring chicken. I said, does your mama know where you are? Well, you know what she did? She started laughing. And when she started laughing, her mind sprang open. And she was able then to listen with an open mind. You know, some people are so narrow-minded they can look through a keyhole with both eyes on the same side. Well, anyhow, she listened, and I was able to make some suggestions. So this person who's hit the wall, first thing I would advise you to do is pick up a good joke book, look at something that is absolutely hilarious, watch something that's absolutely funny. You'll be amazed at what laughing will do for your attitude. Then you need to remember that though you have succeeded in one area of your life, the fun part now comes when succeeding in the other part of life. The fact that you made it financially shows that you have drive, ambition, direction, you have goals. You simply have only had the one goal. Now we need to look at the other. So what's the first step that you take? Dr. Dean Ornish, after a 20-year study at Harvard University, said that your physical health was more dependent upon your relationships even than the foods you eat and the exercise program you're own and even including the genes which you inherited. So since relationships are so important to so many facets of your life concentrate on courting your mate. Concentrate on making amends to your children, if you have any, and maybe you've neglected them over the years. I have seen relationships over a period of time take some incredible turns as a result of simple attention being paid to them. You know, the two things everybody wants, They want to be respected and they want to be appreciated. You'll be amazed how much good it will do when you start telling your mate, how much you appreciate all he or she has been doing for you all these years, how proud you are of your children and grandchildren, if that's what you have, for what they stand for and what they're doing. Communication is so important in this case. Conversation and developing a sense of intimacy certainly enters the picture. Then there's another factor that you want to look at, and that is a lot of times over a period of years, a one-dimensional person builds up a degree of... Of resentment. Maybe they tried to be successful because they were neglected by their father or abandoned by their parents or something along those lines. And as a result, bitterness and anger is part of their life. Now, you'll never be happy as long as you're bitter and anger. Now, that sounds like a kind of a foolish statement as a throw-in thing. But let me tell you what I'm talking about. It would be perfectly natural for you to at least temporarily feel that way. But let me tell you something, as long as somebody has abused you and you've not forgiven them, they are running your life. Now think about it for a moment. If they abused you in any way or neglected you, they had a negative impact on your past. They're negatively impacting your present at this moment. Now surely you're not going to give them permission to negatively impact your future. Let me tell you a true story. I made this talk up in Detroit, Michigan several years ago where I went into some detail about the value of forgiveness. And a young man heard what I said. And one of the things I said in there, you know, uh, what I've already said to you, but this young man heard me say something else, and that was this. As long as you carry that resentment, you will never have any peace of mind. But the thing that really got to him was when I said, uh, one of these days you will either say, I wish I had, or I'm glad I did. The young man said that sprang open his mind. He said, you know, when you first started talking about it, I said, what my dad did to me was too horrible. He doesn't deserve to be forgiven, But he said, then you covered that one when you said uh, you forgive the other person for your benefit if you cannot forgive them for their benefit. But the amazing thing is both of you come out winners. He said, well, I bought the idea. I hadn't spoken to my father in years And I went to see him. I didn't want to talk to him on the telephone. And when I accused him of what he had done, uh, he denied it completely. He said, son, now, you know, that simply is not true. You know, that happens frequently. They have blocked it out of their mind. It was so wrong, and they never wanted to admit it again. And the young man said, I just looked at my dad and said, dad, I want you to know that I know that you know you did it. But, Dad, I want to tell you something else, two things. First of all, I forgive you, and second, I love you. And the young man looked at me, and he said, Mr. Ziegler, when I said that, he broke down and wept like a baby. Now, I tell this story for this reason. The young man said, though our relationship is not perfect yet, he said it gets closer every time we get together. My father's a relatively young man. Now he can enjoy his grandchildren. Now, all of that to say to the person who's hit the wall, look at all of your life. Look at your friends. Look at those who are not friendly with you. Mend whatever the relationship might have been. Get back with them if it's humanly possible. But most of all, make the commitment that you're going to follow the golden rule and buy the idea that you can have everything in life you want, not just money, but everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Concentrate on them. Uh, That will take you to a place where you will really be able to enjoy the view from the top. For 15 years, I was in direct sales. I was in the cookware business, put on the cooking demonstrations. After several years, I finally got half smart and realized I needed help. Ran an ad in the paper. All I wanted was somebody to do all of the work. Uh, I wanted somebody to go buy the groceries, uh, get them ready to be cooked, the vegetables. Wanted them to cook the meal and then uh, help serve and then wash the dishes and the cookware. And I, that's all I wanted to do. Well, this very quiet lady named Jerry Arrowwood responded to the ad. She had been earning money by taking in uh, sewing and baking cakes. Does that tell you something about our personality? very shy. She had three daughters and when I told her what I wanted her to do, she said, well, I wouldn't start with you until four o'clock in the afternoon. I got to tell you, I love to cook and I don't even mind washing dishes. I'd be happy to work with you under the condition that under no circumstances do you require me to participate in the actual demonstration in front of the people. She said, as you can tell, I'm shy and quiet, but she said, I'll do the other things. Well, I thought her terms were pretty harsh. You know, me do all the talking, she'd do all the working. But anyhow, I graciously agreed to accept her terms. Well, things worked wonderfully well for a couple of months, and then one night my mouth overloaded my back. And I said to her, I said, Jerry, you got to help me. She said, What you want me to do? I said, I want you to deliver the six sets of cookware I have sold and teach the people in their homes how to use them, uh, this cookware. Now, 99% of the people who hear this will not be able to completely understand it, but sheer terror. Appeared in her eyes. She literally started to shake and said, I can't do it, I can't do it. I said, you can't do what, Jerry? She said, I can't teach those ladies how to cook on their own stoves. I said, Jerry, every night for the last two months, that's what you've been doing. She said, yeah, but you're always here, and I know you'll bail me out if I foul it up. I said, Jerry, it's easy. She said, I ain't going to do it. I said, I just can't do it. Well, fortunately, we had about a 30-mile ride back to her home, and I guess she got to thinking about it. And just before she got out, and she denies part of this to this day, but she she turned to me, and here's the part she denies. She said, I did not shake my finger in your face. I said, Jerry, you did too. She said, all right. She said, I'll deliver them. But if you ever do this again, I'm going to let you do it. I will not get a a wink of sleep tonight, and I'm sure I'll do a miserable job tomorrow. Well, I don't know if she slept that night or not. I know I didn't. Well, anyhow, (laughs) the next night about 10 o'clock, I got the most exciting phone call just about that I've ever received. For the next 20 minutes, she gave me every detail of what happened. She said, when I got to the first couple, they had a cup of coffee and a piece of cake waiting on me. And Zig, she said, I had a wonderful time with them. And when I got ready to leave, they thanked me profusely and invited me to come back and bring the girls. And they said, this time we'll do the cooking. And they closed by saying, Jerry, you have such a beautiful personality and you're so professional. I so regret that I did not maintain that customer's name and address, because those words literally transformed Jerry Arrowwood's life totally and completely. The shy cake baking seamstress became one of the most highly motivated, enthusiastic people I've ever known. Didn't happen that day, that week, that month, or even that year. But less than five years later, Jerry Arrowwood was the vice president in charge of training for a multi million dollar cosmetic company. And she and her husband for many years manufactured their own private line of cosmetics for small companies that wanted uh, individual labeling for what they were selling. She took what she got there with. She got there. uh, She had courage. It took a lot of that to make that delivery. It took commitment. She had compassion. She knew that if the merchandise would not deliver the next day, it would affect my reputation. Now, I am absolutely, because I'd promised they would be, I'm absolutely certain, Certainly when Jerry made the decision to do it, she did not say to herself, now what I've always wanted to be was the vice president in charge of sales training of a multi-million dollar cosmetic (laughs) company. And Zig has been telling me, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. I'm absolutely certain that did not go through her mind. But what did go through her mind was her life of living. She knew that it would be a wonderful favor for me she extended a helping hand at a time that it was needed. And folks, what you're going to find all the way through life is with that attitude, other good things happened. She got there with one set of values, and they were all good. But when she used those values, then the other values and the other skills, the other talent was added to her. Yes, it does make a difference. It started with the courage that she displayed because I'm absolutely certain that she was frightened to death until she made that first delivery. I'd be willing to bet she ran to the second one and to the third one because three of the six couples had dessert and coffee ready for them. Everybody, according to her, said nice things about her. I mean, her fire was lighted that night and she kept the fuel on that fire and it kept on burning. The word for caring, it's a tacit agreement to help each other. Delivering that cookware was not in her job description. But it's true that when you do more than you're paid to do, you will eventually be paid more for what you do. Jerry Airwood developed into a real, real optimistic, caring, positive thinker, skilled speaker trainer because she took what she already had put it to work. other developed man that inspires me to go out and help someone today i have certainly been blessed by others helping me out from time to time as i'm sure you have been too but it feels really good to be the one offering the help look around you today who needs your help until next week this is blake lindsey encouraging you to live your life to the fullest inspiring true performance